All right, y'all, we back with another episode of Defiant Legacy. And I know I'm your host, Theus Elijah McBee. All right, we got my guy, Isaiah Perry, on the show today, man. What's going on, man? Not much, man. How are you, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. We appreciate you for being on. Um, so if you could, man, just kind of introduce yourself and tell the world um, what it is that you do. Um, my name is Isaiah Perry, uh, serial entrepreneur, uh, self-cause fashion line opening a new location which is going to be a retail store also event space uh, called game ready um had a history playing basketball that's kind of how me and theus connected way back younger days yeah uh, yeah I'm an entrepreneur yeah so in terms of you know the 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 store coming up could you, could you talk to us a little bit about uh that process yeah i mean I have a store slash event space. Yeah. So um, it's going to be in Concord, North Carolina, like right outside Charlotte. Uh, got my mother down there, family oriented. Um, the functionality is going to be flagship for online and living. Uh, we're going to also do events there, weekends. Somebody want to do a pop-up. Somebody want to do a dinner party. Somebody wants to do kids' birthday. You know what I'm saying? Like the art shows, all of that. Just bring a different type of culture, bring a different type of energy to Concord area. Uh, I want to do like black, black owned businesses. There's a lot of people out here with a lot of dope stuff. I want to have, whether they Connecticut, whether they Charlotte, whether they Atlanta, whatever, if they want to come on a Friday, uh, set up a vendor table, we're going to have that available, you know, just things to just circulate the dollar within our community. Facts, facts, facts. I mean, that's, that's extremely important too. Um, you know, when you talk about circulating the black dollar. So what, what does that kind of mean to you to know that, um, you know, are, are kind of a part of that? I think like to even be at this point, I had to just realize what that truly meant. Yeah. Cause you know, when you look at our communities, we don't really own too much that like, we don't really own. It may be somebody that on the corner store, you know what I'm saying? Maybe somebody own like a, restaurant but the majority of the community we don't really own it so i really started thinking but we one of the biggest consumer groups mm. like we we spend it ain't the fact that we don't got it you feel me we just spend it with other people we got we've been sold and that's a deep psychological behind that yeah. you know what i'm saying so that's that's kind of what the enlightenment stems into it, it'll get deep but it really just realizes on like what are we doing with our money mm. you feel me and what are other communities doing with their money that we not doing, why, why do they got better opportunities or why does it seem like they got better outlooks or better? It's because some of the, some of the knowledge that's just taught and then I think like circulating their dollars, just spending it with, with your brother could go a lot further than spending it with somebody outside of your community because then they could take that money and reinvest. And the more we do that, then we got better schools, we got more resources, we got more clothing brands, we got more whatever. You see the type of, emergence that's coming around right now everybody want to push on so that's what it's about yeah that's a fact i mean damn bro usually like you know when, when i record an episode usually people drop jams like after you know like maybe 10 minutes in or you know like they, they introduce themselves and whatnot but we, we can get right into it i, I like the, the idea of like circulating the black dollar and talking about that um but you use the word we a lot right so what does it mean to you so when if i say collaboration over competition, what does that kind of mean to you? 
to me, it means <clears> the <throat> same thing as sports. Like, I, I relate a lot of things to sports because that, that was a big part of my life growing up, you feel me? So I could have somebody, he my brother, he my, my homie, whatever, you feel me? We cool. But at the end of the day, if we both play point guard, I want to be a better point guard than him. So it ain't really about competition. And then where I think I probably earned, I learned collaboration is like, you could work out with him and learn his little secrets. Or, you know what I'm saying? And he could iron sharpen iron at the end of the day. You feel me? So some people get confused in competition, but really competition could bring the best out of anybody mm-hmm. once, you, once you channel that energy effectively you feel me yeah. but we do need we do need to just learn how to naturally collaborate together without competition without without us thinking like if i if you rise i'm gonna fall down or or, or the crabs in the barrel mentality yeah yeah and it's almost like you know we all can eat you know it doesn't have to just be one individual like you know we all can eat kind of being, you know, great at what it is that we all do. Um, do you feel like, though, you, you've kind of had this mentality um, for a while? One thing I learned throughout my journey over time is that connections is, is the most important, you feel me? Like, yeah. You, you can literally alter where you're going, your financial state, even your mind state on just who you hang out with. So that was definitely something that developed over time. Cause that when you're young, you everything just seems fine. Like it, you, you don't really. I wasn't really. Yeah, you, you think abundance, but you think that more selfish nature. Mm-hmm. Just cause it ain't even. It ain't. It's just natural. Yeah. You just want what you want out of life. You know what I'm saying? You you young and you and you see a certain type of life, and it could be somebody that may be closer to you, and you don't even really understand all of the nuances of all the hard work that this person took. All of like that just come with your own personal development. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in mentioning personal development, and you know, when, when we were younger and stuff, like, what's one thing you, you would say that you wish you knew back then that you know now? Yeah, <laughs> it's probably a lot for you. It's probably a lot for, you know, and it could be anything, right? Like business-wise, entrepreneur-wise, like whatever. Uh. <clears throat> One thing I, I I wish I knew back then that I know now is just to be patient. Mm. I feel like I feel like I'm a lot more patient now, and I feel like when I was younger, I wanted things a lot faster. Like I'm, and that that kind of hurt. You feel me? Like yeah. when you're young and you, you want things a little bit too fast, sometimes you might hit your head and. When I look back on, I don't regret nothing. Though, you get what I'm saying? Like when I look at everything that 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 took that took place from now to then, it all was purposeful. It all had a meaning, whether it was good, whether it was bad. Like it all helped the development of me. But one thing I could say, like ten years from now, I wish I just had more patience. I wish I just knew how to let things process. You feel me? Because mm. I mean, you know, people always say that like you know life is short, right? But at the same time you also understand that it's a journey and that, you know, some of this stuff does take time and does require patience. Um, so in the having, say that? The best things take time and patience. Facts, 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 facts. So were there, in, in your journey of entrepreneurship, were there um, times where you felt like 
I guess you were impatient and like you wanted things to happen right away? Um, honestly, probably not. I think I've probably learned those lessons in athletics. Mm. You feel me? So then that just prepared me for entrepreneurship. Mm. I think my journey in athletics helped fuel a lot of what what makes me me in terms of entrepreneurship. Because mm. I, I think in athletics, like, I ended up playing overseas. I ended up, you know, having a decent um, overall experience from the game. But uh, it didn't go exactly the way I, I planned it. You know what I'm saying? It didn't go. I had to take a kind of about route to get there. Um, I had to be real patient. I had to, like, believe in myself when, when a lot of people kind of did it. So I think that prepared me more. So then when it came to this, different scenarios and entrepreneurship, when it came to different scenarios and just even trying to figure out entrepreneurship, hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't like I had a coach or anything. A lot of everything is really self-taught. I just knew that it was a process. Like, I just knew to respect the process. I just knew to get 1% better a day. Like, keep my attention there. Keep the energy there. It's going to click. Facts. Because, I mean, you mentioned, too, like, you know, certain things you just weren't taught, you know, in school and stuff. So even though you mentioned that you were self-taught, do you think that what you learned came more from, like, experience or, like, you watched certain YouTube videos or you mentioned connections as well? Like, what was there anything to you that you felt stuck out that really, really put you at a different level? probably desire hmm. like you get what i'm saying like it, it just be the will it don't really be the skill sometimes hmm. like because you can make certain things family come about no matter what they look like so it was all of that that's why I, that's why i chose desire you know what i'm saying because everything you named it was all of them it was people i experienced youtube videos self-taught but that all just come down to desire. You feel me? Like certain points, I just was like, nah, you just imagine a new reality and mm. you don't stop until you're close there. You don't even got to be there fully. You know what I'm saying? Because everything is a work in progress. Yeah. And so you talk about desire and will. Would you say that you have a, such a strong desire to succeed or a strong desire? not to fail like what what if there is one like what more because even though they're similar is it like you're trying to reach a level of success or work so hard to avoid a point of failure um it, it's definitely success because failure is inevitable and I, i've learned my greatest lessons in failure anytime somebody's seen a huge success of mine or somebody could view it as a huge success of mine it was an even bigger loss that they didn't even know about you get what I'm saying? Yeah. They ain't even see. They, I had to stomach it. I ain't even talk about it. I ain't cry. Like, so, like, it'd be the losses for real. Mm. The losses help propel me for the success. Mm. Like, I'll I tell you, I'll tell you this. It feel good to have my store now, but I, I embrace it even more because I, I was supposed to get a store three years ago. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to pull out last minute pull my deposits out everything so that I took that as a loss hmm. I was going that was going to be in Connecticut that was going to be 
it, to me, it was going to be everything, but I was just spreading myself too thin at the time. So that right there could, is a failure, but that failure taught me the lessons that I need and helped me embrace, humble, whatever objective you, whatever you got to go through in that failure to succeed now, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But you know, it's all so, relative. Yeah, and I would say one, you know, but you kept going, right? And so I'm going to ask, what made you keep going? Just overall belief. Like, I, when I first started the brand, it was kind of more just for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I called myself in Lane Living before it was a close, before it was, like, it was just an Instagram handle. But I actually, like, just felt like that was my life. You feel me? And then once I, I made the clothes and I seen the reaction, that was that was what made me keep going. And I took breaks along the time. Like I, I did a shirt in 2016. It had a good response. It sold out. I took a two-year break because I still was pursuing athletics. It wasn't until I was really in Spain and I was just thinking like I felt like a lot of people didn't have identity outside of sports. You feel me? Especially if you grew up playing in how like we grew up playing in like you people know you for that. Yeah. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, so then a lot of people can't really transition and see themselves like what they gonna do after that. And I never <clears throat> I never saw myself, especially as I got older and especially like after high school, I I didn't see myself wanting to be stuck in that. I wanted to, to find out what I was into outside of basketball. What I always knew I was gonna have a business, but I couldn't tell you what the business was gonna be. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So, so to answer your question, I just ahead. think that to answer your question, I just think that like no matter how how long of a break I take, whether it's six months, whether it's a year, that's just natural. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm still human, I got stuff going on, I got family, I got things that I gotta attend to. Those stuff's help my creative processes and allow me to come back at it with a new perspective and a new eye. Mm-hmm. So what would you say, even before three years difference, right, was your first opportunity um, into being an entrepreneur? First opportunity into being an entrepreneur. Like, do you remember, like, your first sale? Or, like, do you remember, you know, really just getting started? And I, and I try to, like, have people walk down memory I lane. Because, again, like, you know, when you what play this. Once you open your store, once you you know have the store and stuff, I'm sure it's an amazing, amazing feeling. But as you mm-hmm. mentioned, there was a process, right, that was required to mm-hmm. get there. So I just want to touch on the earlier days of that. You know, I, I'll tell you this. Um, see, to me, it, it started with inspiration. Mm. Like a lot of things. Me, me specifically, I'll get inspired by seeing somebody else. So. I remember one time I was in, in Charlotte, North Carolina, right outside of where my stores is going to be uh, located. And I was there for a combine. And a, uh, a friend of mine, he had a whole printing press set up. This was like a preface to my entrepreneurial, but this was the inspiration. Though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He had a heat press, vinyl cutter, whole basically living room set up with the office. I sat there and watched him make a t-shirt and a hat in like 20 minutes. He gave it to me. 
So then just seeing that, I was like, it's possible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, I never yeah. seen I never seen nobody like make clothes and they and they crib, none of that. So then now when you say what was the first taste of entrepreneurship, soon as I started to think about what I was gonna do outside of basketball, I thought about the machineries I saw right there. I'm like, man, I could sit there and buy one of them, one of them. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I bought a heat pro- I bought the same exact equipment I seen my man's have. And he, you know what I'm saying? This is my man's like he you got to have people around you that's not afraid to share information. And I try to be that same way with the people that's around me. So my mans could have been like, nah, I ain't going to tell you. You know what I'm saying? But he told me. He told me exactly the machines he got. He gave me every resource he had. Mm. I just bought I bought the machines and I started printing up. It really first started off like just getting my confidence. You know what I'm saying? Like messing around with the application all day, making some stuff. Going to show like my closest boys, my closest homies, like hey, what y'all think about this? First, it just started off like pictures in my phone because I didn't even had the confidence, you know what I'm saying, to like actually bring the garments. Like right. they started with little mock-ups. Yeah, yeah. Once, yeah, once yeah. people started telling me that, once people started telling me that they like my mock-ups, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make shirts. Hmm. Then I started making shirts just for me to wear. People like, oh, I, I like that. Then it started into hats. When I started like going to thrift stores buying two five dollar ten dollar hats bleaching them up cutting them up distressing them and i've seen that people wanted because they was one of ones and i'm I'm marking them as one of ones and and they really is like i'm completely changing how they look people paying 30 40 dollars i'm like i might be able to do this yeah 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 i want to talk about when you said that your friend was willing to give you you know the resources and stuff like that um yeah shout out I want to shout him out too man Gwaji man you know what I'm saying Gwaji man follow him on Instagram G U A uh my bad G G I yeah G U A G G I Gwaji and and how how was that how do you think that probably made you all's friendship even stronger you know he he was always like somebody that just kept it real you know what I'm saying like we we met they're my kind of sabbatical outside of basketball where I was just trying to do the school route, college route, wasn't really going to class, you know what I'm saying? Ended up not really working, but I met him at a semester at Johnson C. Smith in Charlotte. I was there for only one semester. He was an older dude. He had a, he had a story already with him. He had been kicked out of school. He kind of just like, everybody I was with was, was older. My roommate at the time was older. That was his friend. And he just always just gave me just game. Like, that's just the type of relationship we kind of just had. Like, he always was somebody that just would tell me, yo, look out for this, look out for that. Like, especially you in a new city. He just always was like that. So it really was natural. Honestly, he probably didn't, he probably didn't even think nothing of it. It wasn't even like we even got closer. It just was natural. He just was like a big, big yeah. bro. Yeah. And do you think, you know, you plan or would, would do something like that kind of similar like moving forward in terms of like, you know, with the next generation, not necessarily like being a specific mentor, but just the overall importance of like being willing to help other people, you know, because I, I think try, when, when you I talk about that. like circling the black dollar, it's almost mm-hmm. as if like, obviously that has to happen, but it also helps when we circulate the education. Right. So no, for sure. I try to do that to the, my closest people always. Like, and even one thing I, I definitely will do moving forward, 
is is try to create implement create or implement things that people who want to know they they could come you know what i'm saying whether it's a program whether it's a class or whether it's you know, so I, I got I got plans for all of that type of stuff. But in terms of my and the network, anybody that's close to me or got any access, tell me whether you follow me on Instagram, whether you follow, you know what I'm saying? You can hit me up and I'm gonna tell you. Like I don't really hold resources from people. People always hitting me up about this, people hitting me up about that. It could be a conflict of interest. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna introduce you to people. Like I don't really got a problem with doing that. That's that's how I feel like I stay, people stay doing it for me. Because once I pay it forward, it always seems to come back. Facts, facts, facts. Okay. Yeah, I just, just want to make sure, you know, I asked and, and talked to you about that because, like I said, the, the passing of the, the currency is obviously one thing, but also, you know, being willing to be open and transparent with other people about education is dope too. Uh, but talk to me, though, more specifically about uh, the event space and kind of the, 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 the goals and plans you have for that. So the event space is kind of, Fairly new. Uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, it's, it's really kind of a simple play that not anybody could kind of really get into. It's, it's money to be made in it. You feel me? It's basically like you don't even really have to own the property. You can lease the property. You can rent the property at a upcharge, hourly upcharge, provide add-ons, whether it be chairs, tables, um, whatever, baby showers, marquee letters. If they need 360 spins, so much money to be made like you look at it just on saturdays alone you do an eight-hour event uh i don't want to talk prices on here you know what i'm saying you do you do it you do an eight-hour event you know what i'm saying for yeah depending on what your size is my, my space is 2400 so that's that's decent size space look you you can make your rent and just on saturdays alone mm. as well as my biggest thing is being in COVID, having a business. I, I want to have something that's versatile. You know what I'm saying? Something that one, I could franchise or, or, or take something multiple places and also be a flagship for, for my brand. Yeah. Um, so I could run pop-ups there for the brand all day. The, the retail space is going to be the uh, Monday through Thursday. Um, we're going to try to do the events on the weekends. But we just want to basically create a community for like people like me, like you said, paying it forward. I know there's other entrepreneurs. One of the biggest things I knew and I, I experienced just on my entrepreneurial journey was like finding places to sell at. You know what I'm saying? Like I done sold out the trunk. I done did vendor pop-ups. I done went state to state, but there's nothing like being somewhere and being able to say, yo, I'm going to have my stuff here 12 to 8, pull up. Like, And then you could really see who really messed with you, who really rocked with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, so to be on the other end of that and to, to be able to have keys to a space where I can provide independent entrepreneurs, whether they sell clothing, whether they sell soap, whether they sell candles, whether they sell whatever they hustle is, you know what I'm saying? Whatever their, their path to this money is, I could give them an opportunity where you could set up a vendor table. Like that's how I feel like I'm paying it for also, and also making the business out of it. And anybody can run a service, but like it's fairly new. Um, you can find property in your your town, your city, rent it out, um, and then eventually possibly own it. Like like we was talking about. Like, yeah. Do you, Do you wish, and maybe you have, but do you wish that you had something like this when you when you were first getting started, like a an, a location that you know just would have been nice to be able to be a vendor at one of these pop ups. 
when I first got started, I was doing any pop up, any and every pop up. You know what I'm saying? Like I promise you, bro, I was burning the road. I was doing so many pop ups, I had to slow down because some was good and some was trash. You know what I'm saying? Like some had the foot traffic, some I'm in a American Legion somewhere. You know, it's like wasting my yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I I definitely know how I feel. You know, yeah. and even I had an opportunity to put my stuff in the Buckner Hills Mall mm-hmm. remix when they still had the, the spot remix. I was paying, I was paying for wall space, mm-hmm. so I I I know what it what it does for the audience. Like building brands is hard especially clothing, like, you know what I'm saying? Anything to show growth, anything that's going to show that you're serious, that's going to be able to separate yourself, that's priceless. Yeah, yeah. But the exposure definitely definitely helps, um, right, in terms of, you know, like the certain pop-ups, whether, however you evaluate them, right, some being good, some some being not as good, I'll say. Uh, but how do you think the overall exposure kind of helps you out? I think the exposure, it all depends, bro. I, I ain't going to sit there and lie to you. Some of them be a waste of time. But some of them don't. Like, it all depends. You If you're going to do some event, do your research on maybe events they did before. I'm coming into the event space knowing that I've been a part of people's events and knowing that I've thrown my own events. You know what I'm saying? I've done fashion shows at the Yargo Stadium where I'm one, probably one of the few. They let me rent the whole top player desk and, and have people walk, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, like, two, three years ago, I got my name all on the Jumbotron. So I, I done been a part of events and I done put my own event on. And I think the, the biggest thing that, that you want to do is just do your research because some people just, it's just a play for the vendor table. And also, if you was a brand, get into throwing your own event. Mm. Like, and, and that's part of what they could do right here with me. You could rent my space out and you could have your own event. You could just sit. The whole store is yours, whether you want to be it for the day, for the week, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, because to me, that's a, an industry that I feel like not a lot of people might be hip to. I mean, like, you know, people talk about, you know, stocks and real estate and, you know, those are like the common ones. But event mm-hmm. space like you started thinking like, oh shit, like maybe this is, you know, an area that I might kind of look into, right? And I, out of all of them things, you don't necessarily need too much to get started, bro. Mm. Like find a decent space. If you got to rehab it, you get in it with what's going on right now, Corona and everything, you could probably negotiate a decent deal where you could get the rehab months free. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the thing about traumatic and, and um, pandemics and things like that, there's always money to be made. There's always somebody getting richer in these type of opportunities. So if you're not one of them, if you're not thinking like one of them, then you may be on the other spectrum. Yeah. So so that is definitely event space. It's definitely a play that people should be getting up on, um, doing their research on, because you got good credit, even if you don't, like you, you could get into it. You feel me? Like people rent apartments all the time. It's, it's literally as simple. Kind of, well, you got to have your business structure, you know what I'm saying? Get your LLC, get your EIN, get you all of that stuff in place. That's the only difference. But when we talk about just leasing a space or renting a space, it's, it's literally that simple. You don't got to go and buy a building, none of that. Like, And it's honestly better than Airbnb because 
there is way more baby showers going on right now. There is way more people that want to have brands right now. There is way more, like there, there's way more possibilities on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays that you could get your money instead of just hoping somebody rents your two-bedroom condo in Atlanta or LA. Right, right. right. So how, how did you find your space? Crazy story, man. I think like I think my space found me, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I got a partner, and we. I was really working on another play. Like honestly, the event space kind of came like fourth quarter, last minute. Mm. You know, what I'm saying I was really working on like another play, chirotherapy, which was gonna be like that. That business was gonna be a lot to get into. You know, what I'm saying overhead was gonna be real high on that, mm. and. Um, so I was already looking at locations for that. You know what I'm saying? I was already shopping around. I found like this one spot. I thought I was going to solidify that spot. The owner ended up giving me the lease. It was like, nah, the lease was crazy. And then it just was like, just worked out, bro. I ain't going to lie. This was a smooth transition. I, f- I found this spot called the dude. And literally like within like two weeks, I got the keys. Everything was paid for. We ripping up the floors now. The floors is gonna be in place. We gonna probably, I could probably do some soft opening, some soft stuff in about December, January. We gonna be for sure ready. Okay, okay, okay. And you know, like like we mentioned before, it's all a process. Um, you know, and I asked that, you know, how you found your space because, you know, obviously that's probably the biggest part of of having, you know, that type of business is actually having a a, a quality space. Um, but no, I, no, don't get me wrong. It wasn't quality where I found it. Like I'm saying, like really, it's, right, it's right. Just well, I mean, like you the potential, on, the potential of it. I mean, yeah, you could go on Zillow. Like you know, what I'm saying, like it wasn't more than like Zillow searches, calling a couple people, pulling up on vacant buildings. Um, it wasn't like I looked for a certain space that had potential. I actually was looking for something that really looked like it was vacant for a year plus, so that way I knew how I can negotiate. The times wow. with, with you know what I'm saying with the owner or with yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like yeah, this prime real estate. You know what I'm saying we is in the in the plaza and we is um, a great location, but nobody rented this for a year, so you ain't got people beating down your doors. You got to kind of you know it's all just leverage. You yeah, 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 yeah. You we gotta you know work on the same team kind of thing because like you know you can say a price, but it, like you said, if you know the numbers slash the information, like you know what I'm saying. You know, I know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, um, but but highlight me too about um, enlightened living and kind of what um, that means to you. That's my baby right there. Like, that's uh, that's like my purpose. You feel me? That, that helped me, people around me, um, gave opportunities. Uh, and it just showed people, you feel me? I, I literally could see the shift from when I first started the ideation or the concept of and like you feel me before it was the gear, before the fashion shows, before I was doing events, before I was selling clothes, before it was in this state. Like it's just been a blessing, you feel me? I ain't gonna lie. Like it's been something that I've been able to focus on and and create a different identity for myself outside of athletics. Hmm. Um it's really just about growth. Literally like the name say and light and loving like um, each one teach on just knowledge yourself, just learning yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you ain't got to be perfect. You could be wherever you at with it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
as long as your ends justify the means, you feel me? As long as what you're doing right now, you got an end to it, you got an end game with it. That's kind of how Enlightenment started. That's kind of been the whole concept of Enlightenment. And it really just started with me, a heat press, and a vinyl cutter. And then now we like four or five different states strong. We got manufacturing in Los Angeles. We gonna have the flagship store in uh, LA. We done did photo shoots with big name people in Atlanta. We we've been moving, and it's 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 just good to see. Like it was able to help a lot of people around. You know, one of my good friends, Jerron Aline, when he was able to get out of his situation, I was able to give him a job through my LLC. You know what I'm saying? I, with, with his halfway house, he was able to come out and be working as a cameraman for a lane at the time. Like, it just, it, it just showed a lot of people around me that this was possible. You feel me? Because back in the day, you got to think about it 10 years ago, social media, Instagram wasn't that pop and it wasn't that many success stories. If you would have told people you wanted to do a, a podcast, they would have been like, what's a podcast? You know what I'm saying? If you, if you didn't t- say that you was doing corporate America, but that was always me. Like 10 years ago, I was telling my mother, like, I'm not about to work a job. Yeah. Like, what is you talking about? She looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm telling her, like, it ain't gonna be no middle class neither. So you're either gonna get rich or what? Like yeah, facts, she facts, looking facts. At, she looking at me like I'm crazy. Now she she see the way that the world is going. And she like, nah, he knew something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's really what a lame is, man. It's just it's just an idea that sparked and that's changed so many people. You feel me? Like. I love everything about my brand, bro. You feel me? I love how people buy it and wear it to death. You know what I'm saying? I love how the, the, the story it tells from the beginning to now. You know what I'm saying? I love how the design has grew. I learned how, like I said, a lot of things were self-taught. So a lot of my process, I feel like I create better now than I did three years ago, but I still appreciate the people. I still wear the stuff I made three years ago. Like I just made it. You know what I'm saying? Six months ago. Mm. So enlightenment is just, it's a way of life, man. It's, it's bigger than it's bigger than clothes. You can't really pinpoint it on one thing. I think it's just, it's just a shift. It's just yeah. a shift in a lot of people, you feel me? Including myself. Yeah. And I was going to say too, would you consider it also to be like just an overall mentality? No, for sure. It's, it's, it's for sure mentality. It's a way of life. It's, it's just never settling, you feel me? No matter where you at, if you're at the bottom of the bottom or the top of the top, like you just keep going, keep striving. Like you put that lighting on, you feel like you could do whatever. Yeah. Like you, you could accomplish it. Like, but you can't just will it. You you could will it, but you can't just wear it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you really gotta go out there and get to work, whether it's photography, whether it's athletics, whether it's business, whatever. Whatever, like be be serious about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hold yourself accountable and the people around you accountable. Facts, facts, facts. That's some real shit, man. Um, and so I, I think I heard you mention early on too that you were uh into cars. Did did I hear you say that? Yeah, I sell cars as well. I got an auction license. Okay. Oh, yeah, we 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 gotta have a, a convo about that. So what what was that overall process and journey like? No. So look, the crazy thing about it, man, manifestation is real, bro. You feel me? Like people got to be real clear on what they want out of this life. I remember being in Spain and 
the overseas life was cool. Like I, I liked it, but at the end of the day, I always just thought about like what is gonna be my identity after that. And I remember just sitting there on an iPad writing out what I what I was gonna do. I was like, man, I'm gonna get my auction license, I'm gonna sell cars. I ain't know nothing about cars. You feel me? But I understood from young buying and selling. Maybe even before I understood assets and liabilities, you feel me? I understood the concept of buying something for ten dollars and selling it for twenty. So I'm like, my cards is is a good is a good little niche. And I, then I had to play for enlightened living. I literally sat there, wrote all this down. I didn't know how I was gonna get to these certain steps. I didn't know who the manufacturer was gonna be. I none of this stuff. I just sat there and wrote it. Came back to the United States. I requested some type of information from the state of Connecticut about opening the auction license. They sent me like a twenty page booklet, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there looking at this stuff and I'm like, yeah, there's no way I'm giving it. <laughs> like, it's quiet. It's chunk. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was about to say 20 pages is, you know, the whole yeah. yeah. But it was, was talking about like zoning and all, man. I'm like, I don't know what they talking about. Mm-hmm. But look, though, sometimes it's not about what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I, I had a cousin at the time who knew that. I was, I had a buy and sell mentality. You feel me? I, I liked it to find it. So she, her, her man at the time had an auction license. He was, and he was structuring his own dealership. So she like, yo, I think I'm going to hook you up with this dude. Da-da-da, giving me a number. Maybe I can start selling cars together. So literally just off of that introduction, I'm telling you a lot, a lot of, a lot of my success and, and the thing is just off connections. Really. I ain't going to lie. I was able to, link up with him we had a genuine relationship and then since then he taught me the game of selling cars i was selling cars for about three four years now damn that's kind of dope man again that's another thing that i feel like i mean maybe maybe people are into but like it's definitely not one of the most common you know hustles so so all right so what would you say like people would have to know about you know if they want to get into that that business cars yeah find somebody that that could teach you the business because it's definitely like a closed off type of type of business. You know what I'm saying? You you go to these auctions, you don't really see too many people that look like us. You know what I'm saying? Like you um it ain't even too many people like us that got big lots. You know what I'm saying? So you definitely gotta find somebody that's gonna teach you the game. Um it definitely is a game to it. It and two, you you could just have a passion for it. Like you, you can self-taught, like, you can honestly make more money sometimes just flipping cars on Facebook than some people could buying cars at an auction. Like, it's it's just a, it's how you approach it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, some people could go up to the auctions, buy a car, make $800. You may know what you're doing, buy the right car on Facebook Marketplace, whoop-de-whoop, make 2000 off it. Like, it's all, it's all in how you go about it. You feel me? But you really got to get next to somebody that's going to really be able to put you under the wing because a lot of the auctions was like 6 a.m. rides and me and my man's and we just he just was teaching me the game like telling me knowing your market and I think selling cars helped me sell clothes selling clothes helped me you know what I'm saying? everything was relative because selling cars I was able to identify markets like mm. I'm not gonna go if somebody only got if I know my market is $2,500 why I'm gonna buy a $5,000 car Facts, you know what I'm saying like and then I got to fix it. Then I got to put money into it. Like, nah, like, it's cool. I, I'm going to get a car 
that can serve my market. If somebody tell me I only got 2,500, 3,000, that's your base budget. I can't really, we got to work inside your budget. Now, if you tell me you got 10,000, you got more, then, then okay, we could do that. You know what I'm saying? We could accommodate, but that really, it's just about connections, bro. Connections is the key to life. If, uh, a lot of these games is closed doors games. You feel me? A lot of these games is, is you got to know somebody to get in. And once you're in, you got to add value. You can't just be in just trying to take from everybody. You got to figure out how you can help that person. And I think that's why a lot of people share things with me or, or why I share things with a lot of people is because I understand it's a two-way street. Providing, providing value. So I obviously agree with that. And so do you feel... You know, when when people like ask and ask and ask as opposed to help and help and help, um, what type of, I guess, is there a level of pride that a person has to have in order to reach that level? You know, like, because to me, it sounds good. Like I said, I agree with it, right? You have to provide value in order for people to really rock with you. You know what I'm saying? But how does a person provide value, I guess? You know, sometimes, sometimes value is just being a good, you feel me, a good person, bro. Like, like I, I ain't even going to lie, bro. You like, you know how many things just happen by like having genuine connections with people. You feel me? You don't even really want nothing from them. You got yeah. whatever you got going on, and you may just tap in with them. Like, you feel me? Yo, what up? Every once in a while, just just stuff that because life be happening. You feel me? You you. You may go six months doing your podcast and you got something going on with your family, you got something going on the side, relationships, whatever. You may just appreciate just having a homie that you may not talk to every once in a while that just call you be like, yo, what's good, bro? Like, everything good? Like, really tap in with your mental. Like, it's easy. Once you're able to look past your own needs, it's easy to identify what somebody else need help with. You feel me? Like, and then... You, it's up to you to be unselfish enough to, to put yourself in a position to help somebody, but that's ultimately how you get it, like being a servant, being able to n- not think about where's the immediate gratification. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's dope, especially the way you word it, because like you can provide value with, like money doesn't always have to be, you know, no. an, an equivalent to value. Like people will hear that thing, oh damn, I don't have much money. Well, I mean, like you literally opening the door for someone like literally physically is providing value. Like you saying, thank you. You, you know what I'm saying? Just showing support, you sharing an Instagram post. That's, you know, in a way like helping people. And a lot of things you got to let happen organically, bro. And you know what I'm saying? Like you can know some, this person could put you on or you could know that this person could give you game or put, or, you know, but if you come about it, somebody going to be able to sense it. You know what I'm saying? People don't be in them positions and not be able to to sense sharks or not be able to sense when your only objective is is to you know what I'm saying learn or 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 connive your way like people yeah 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 so so it's it's better off just like be yourself bro it's either let it happen organically you don't gotta happen overnight it don't gotta be it don't gotta be like oh I just linked up with this person and they taught me everything not like even the car thing the things I learned from my homies I sell cars with it's over months and weeks and years at a time. You feel me? Hmm. Tri- many, tr- many trips to the auction together. Like it organically happened. It wasn't just like, 
it just happened over time. Yeah, yeah. How do you all uh, find auctions? Well, we part of Mannheim. So by being part of Mannheim, we got access to auctions everywhere across the United States and uh, other countries. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, we was real big on Mannheim. There's also ACV. Um, but really, you got to just be a student of your craft. Now, am, am I a student of selling cars? Kind of. Like, a car to me is like a short-term play that I could do in the long-term game, but it's not my passion. You know what I'm saying? Like, car, cars are not my passion. It's a tool that I use to provide for myself, a tool that I use to fund my business. But I, I don't sit there and just dream about, you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. No, but, but I'm saying, but my partners do. So, so when you say that, how do I find the auctions? Sometimes you got to align with people that, that you, you got to know what your strengths is and you got to know what other people's strengths is. So you align with the people what their strengths is. I know if that's my man, that's my man's passion. So he gonna know with every auction, all of the best auctions. You know what I'm saying? So it's not sometimes always about you figuring everything out. You align and you create, you have partnerships. So now I do I may market well, I may sell well, you know what I'm saying? I may have this avenue and we iron shapers iron, like like we've talked about before. Yeah. And like having that, like I, I would say like a team. Like a mastermind, like, yeah, a mastermind, yeah. a master group, a master yeah. group. Yeah, you got I, you gotta have those. You gotta have those to be successful. Yeah, yeah. I'm I trying to tell people like you don't have to, to me like be great at everything or be passionate about everything. Like you, oh. it's impossible, you know. But like if you have one person that's like, all right, this is your lane. This is your lane. If I got a question, I'm about some. I'm gonna ask you. If you got a question about something that I'm doing, link me. But that's you know. that's how all big businesses run. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the, the smartest people know if I'm the smartest person in the room, then I'm in the wrong room. I gotta get with people that's smarter and we could we could do more together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it sounds like though both or some of the things that you've started, it's been because of the people that were around you, right? Like, and so what would you say to kind of know that obviously you've put the work into to, you know, to reach this point in your life, but I guess a, a moment of appreciation or like how overall do you think people have kind of helped you um, get to where you are and the amount of pride and humility, I guess it would take to kind of do that. Well, I, I think I'll, I'll pay it forward a lot in terms of people that I help or people that, you know what I'm saying? I think that that's how you get tested. I think that's ultimately how I, every successful person is is by the environments they put themselves in, the circles that they that they come around. You know what I'm saying, and and the ultimately the connections that they get because it's not really what you know; it's really who you know. And just like anything, bro, if you want to talk about inside trading, you want to talk about stock market, you to, anything you want to do, it's all about what you want to know. You know what I'm saying, like. If you want to be successful, you have to share that success in some type of in t- some type of vein. I, everything that I had, I worked for. Everything that I had, I, I grinded for. Can't nobody take that away from me. Right. But I had the people around me to point me in the right directions. Your circle is ultimately going. I see that your circle, your cage. You feel me? And then if they're not around you, inspiring you, they're not around you, like putting you on game. Why are you really hanging around them all the time? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're the only one with the ideas for the whole crew, how long you think you gonna have ideas? Cause what's motivating you? What's inspiring you? You get up to, I think that's that's what's more attributed to my success was, yeah, I still got people that's around me that may not be doing the same thing I'm doing. They may not even be, be on it the same way I'm on it, but I got other people when I want to get in the mastermind groups, you know what I'm saying? When I want to get in them clothing groups, when I want to get in these event groups, when I want to get in these, these call groups, when I want to just get in these entrepreneurial spaces, when I just want to scale my life, I got people I could kick game with. I got people that's like-minded and that's the blessing. So when people come to me and they want to kick game to me, it's only, it's only right that I pay it forward. It's only right that I'll share resources because that's what it's about. Yeah. Damn, that's real, man. Having a mass mind and there's people you can rely on, just chat about. And also people that you can talk to about important things. You feel me? Sure. Like, like this stuff, the conversation that we're having and just overall, you know, finances and, and money and all that, it, that's important. A lot of like, you know, celebrity gossip and all that shit. Like, I get it. Try it, bro. If, right, if yeah. People talking, you know, you got to stop picking up the phone for them, bro. I ain't going to lie. That's all they talking about. Just have them text you. You don't even got to really text it back. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I mean, I get it. You know, it's trendy. Everybody, you know, talking about certain garbage on, you know, social media. But it's like, link me with, you know, some shit that's going to help the both of us. Not no, no lame shit that's going to, you know, waste either of our time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, but the. The final question that I have for you, man, um, you know, it's a question that I ask everybody that's been on Defiant Legacy. Um, and that question is, how do you want to be remembered? Man, how do I want to be remembered? <laughs> I got to make a compilation of like people's reaction to that question. Because that, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a deep question. Well, yo, honestly, it's a question that I thought about recently because, you know, I got um, I got a lot of close people that that's passed to me and I got I got somebody that he died and I seen his impact and it made it turned me up. I ain't no lie. You feel me? He was, he was a young dude. His name was Splurge. Um, he died in a car accident. Tragic death on his way to work. And then I seen the impact that his death had on so many people. Like his funeral was flooded. He, you know, he like same age as me, 27. They talking about him on the nose. So that really made me think about like, what would my impact be? I think ultimately, if people could just say that I cared about my family, I strived to to be a better me. Um, and that I left some 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 form of a legacy. I think I'm I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine with that. You feel me? I, I don't necessarily need all the credit in the world. I don't need all the praise in the world. I just want to pass generational wealth. Um, I just want to instill, instill a legacy that that lives beyond me. You feel me? Whether it's enlightened living, whether it's game ready, whether if it's just people remembering certain memories, you know what I'm saying? Certain memories that we've had, certain memories we shared. I just want to have that same type of impact that I've seen that my friend had on the world, you know what I'm saying? So that's what made me be a lot more focused, a lot more. I've always been focused, but that's what just seemed like turned me up a lot more, you know what I'm saying, on building legacies or just that next level. Because 
your time is short and I, I definitely want to have have something that, that is worth remembering. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I tell people all the time, you know, there's a reason why money kind of isn't in the title of the show because, you know, as, as successful as some people are, as you know, much money and businesses all people can have, like nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And you mentioned the word impact. It's like, you know, you can't really change that once you, you know, unfortunately leave this earth, but, you know, your legacy is always going to be there, you know? So, um, but yeah, man, definitely appreciate you, you know, for being on the show um, and everything like that, man. So if you could, if you want, um, you know, drop your socials, um, drop, you know, where people can find you, information about the store, everything running wild um, with the marketing and the promo, man. Feel free. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at living, uh, one, two underscores, enlighten. You can find the brand at enlighten living, one underscore E N L I G H T E N E D L I V I N G, one underscore. Um, you can follow the store at Game Ready, Game Ready, one word, one underscore. Um, the store is located in Concord, North Carolina. You're going to see me post a lot about that when it's come time for the uh, pop-up shop. I'm thinking about having a – I don't want to talk about it right now. You know what no, you're good, you're good, you're good. Hey, you can always come back to the show. Trust, you already know. Sure. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. You can follow um, You can follow the website. I mean, the website, www.livingenlighten.us. Um, yeah, man, you feel me? It's pretty much social media, Instagram. That's and, how you uh, can follow For sure, for sure. Is there any uh, final words you want to leave our I love your audience with, man? Yeah. Fuck what anybody say, man. Just If you believe in, in, in what you could do, go for it, bro. Just And don't stop. It's going to get hard. Just keep going. You got to just keep going. You got you to gotta have that will. You got to have that dog. Like, I ain't going to lie. To be successful, to do anything where somebody going to have an opinion about what you do or how you do it, you got to have that dog mentality. So you got to just be built for it. Facts, facts, facts. And, and that's real, man. That applies to a lot of things in life, man. Just kind of, you know, just a guard where everybody else is saying, just keep going, you know, one day at a time, one step at a time. Um, but, yeah, y'all, my end. Again, you know, subscribe to Find Legacy wherever you get your podcast. Um, subscribe on YouTube. Follow, follow the Find Legacy on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and everything like that. Um, another dope episode. Isaiah Perry, man, we appreciate you, bro. Um, just yeah, like that, y'all. Appreciate you, bro. Go.